still don't have an intro. Our mission, should we choose to accept it, is to finally review this movie and go to bed. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs> I think it's already long past that point. <laughs> and that's the end of it. Uh, welcome to Justice Losers Review. Still don't have an intro. This time we're reviewing uh, Mission Impossible 6. Fallout. Not 6. Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, I'm your host, Preston. Joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what do people do? Uh, I have an, We have the Instagram... I made the Instagram. Oh, okay. So we actually have an Instagram. Check us yes. out there. And I did I did a tweet. Wow. I did a tweet. Look at you we go. didn't get a follower, but I did a tweet. Wow. Look at that. Just so. preempting. So that means you don't have to do one the next time we get a follower. True. All right. I so, probably will. Probably. I'll probably just welcome them. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, thanks, Mom. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our Instagram thing? Uh, Justice Losers Pod. Justice Losers Pod. Yep. And there we will post all of the wonderful pictures I'm gonna from our podcast. I'm going to take a picture of the theater. Ah, yeah, balls. You know I'll what? I'm gonna take a picture time. right now. Okay. It's gonna be us. It's gonna be our little setup. That's not okay. Selfie. Uh, got it. All right, let's go on it. Let's go on an Instagram. All right, check that's that on. out. All right. Yep. Um. Oops, I bumped mic. You imbecile. Always. Uh. So yes. Mission Impossible Fallout. Or thoughts. I almost fell out of my seat a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was good. It was very very this good. Is, I mean, the Mission Impossible franchise has been on a really good run since oh, yeah. we, the one we forget about, yep. number two, um, and this one at very least continues that trend. It's so. I have a question. I have an answer. Do you think this isn't Mission Impossible Six? What do you think we'll you get a Mission Impossible? Do you think this is a continuation of five? Because it was Mission Impossible Five: Rogue Nation, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I believe it was. Mm. Ghost Ghost uh, Ghost Protocol was four. Yeah, it was definitely four. I think Ghost Recon was five. I'm pretty sure this one they've advertised as six, and like because this is the first the one that's a clear six. This is the first one that's a clear continuation from right the previous one. That is true. Uh, no, I think it is still six. Um, I think that's more just an artifact of them keeping the same director. Okay. Which is the first time that's happened. Yeah. Okay. Cause I was thinking it's something along the lines of Assassin's Creed Wars. You have Assassin's Creed one, two brotherhood and a uh, brotherhood and revelations are the same character. Mm-hmm. And then there's three, then there's four, five, six, and any okay. continuation with the same character would be named differently. Mm-hmm. So no, I don't think this is that situation. Oh, that'd be shame. Yeah, because that means we could fit more. We won't get to Mission Impossible like thirty-seven, which would be great. But anyway, we'll get to Mission Impossible thirty-seven one day. Yeah, Tom Cruise will be two hundred and fifty. Yeah, but he'll still be doing it. Still be doing it. Of course he will. Because still be Tom, jumping Tom out of. Cruise. Still be yep. jumping out of the hovercrafts and into the into the. The, the great sea uh, or the great storm of Jupiter because that's where we'll be in probably by then uh so yeah let's we're gonna do our normal oh I usually put this at the very beginning we're gonna do our normal no we're not the good the bad and we don't have source material not really so I mean I could have gone back and watched the original show and been like oh yeah so this references that thing from the original show but 
I yeah, so we'll it. just do the good, the bad, and then the good, the bad. Yeah. And then we'll fill out the ugly just by being here. That's what we got the Instagram So non-spoilers for. first and then spoilers. We will give you a good old little 5, 5 to 10 to 15 second bit about the spoilers beginning. Uh, and then, as per usual, we will start off the spoiler session with a huge spoiler. Yep. Uh, so we give you a good, good bit to mute, but be wary. We will spoil something very large at the very beginning of the spoiler section. Yep. Typically by screaming. Usually. We're both very tired, but so there might not be screaming this time. <laughs> uh, so the good. A lot of it. Most, Almost all of it. Mostly everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like this is this is a franchise that has figured out exactly its formula. Yep. And it nailed it again. It's it's got beautiful action set pieces and Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise things and a fun, memorable supporting cast and mm-hmm. It's just a, a really good action movie. Yeah. And it, like, the visuals were insane. Even the ones mm-hmm. that were, like, it, were green screen, and it was clearly a green screen that they wouldn't be doing that for real. Like, what wouldn't they be doing for real? Uh, spoilers. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a few that was, like, very clearly green screen. Like, not, not clearly green screen, but, like, logically that's a green screen, but it still looked... Not like Jason Momoa standing in front of a green screen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, my high school video projects looked better than it, Jason like, Momoa standing I, in front of a green screen. Yeah, no, I completely understand. I, yep. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying I look better than Jason Momoa because no, pretty much no one does. But I feel like a lot of people didn't notice that green screen situation because it's just Jason Momoa with, with his shirt off. I mean, yeah, that's pretty distracting. You, you kind of get tunnel vision on that. <laughs> a little bit. Look at those pads. Um, but yeah, no, the. The visuals look great. Yeah, uh, they. It was a wide variety of visuals because they went to several different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music was amazing. Yeah, this is the first time I think since Dunkirk where I've come out of the theater and like been like I should go download that soundtrack. Yeah, and it it had a very kind of the whole movie had a very and I mentioned this when we were leaving mm-hmm. a, a very Dark Knight trilogy feel to it. Yeah, the and cinematography the, and, like, the color palette especially yeah. really seemed like that. And that's good. That Yep, that's it, not an insult. <laughs> and it didn't, like, and it didn't feel like it was, like, stealing from it. Or it was like, oh, that worked. Let's just do that. No. It, it, it took it. Yeah. It took cues from it mm-hmm. and then plugged it into their formula. Right. And it was just, like, perfect. Yeah. And uh, Lauren Balfe. Lor- Lauren A. Balfey? Lauren A. Balfey. Lauren A. Balfey is his name forever. Yes. Okay. So Mr. Balfe, he is a um, he came out of Hans Zimmer's studio where he takes young composers and he makes them work for him, and then eventually some of them go out and do bigger and better things. Like uh, I think Roman Jawadi was one, and he did Game of Thrones. Oh, and like a lot of other things. And like he a lot of the, other things. Yeah. Uh, Klaus Badelt. Uh, uh, Dracula Untold. As bad as that movie was, the soundtrack was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And now Lorne Balfe. Yep. Lorne Lorne Balfe. Excuse oh, me. holy shit. Pacific Rim was uh, Rowan. No, I don't. I can't. Rowan. Rowan. Ramen. Jawadi. Ramen. 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 Jumanji. Ramen. Jumanji. And then uh, <laughs> Pacific Rim Uprising was Lorne Balfe. Oh. Look at that. Two Hans Zimmers taking yeah. over the Pacific Rim is. So the next one will probably be. I don't know if Lisa Gerard does her own thing yet. Class By model? then she will. Of course. <laughs> Although she's been around a long time. So oh. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, so the music was great. The acting, the mm-hmm. what else is there? Tom Cruise, still Tom 
cruising through those skies <laughs> with the bodies. Oh, there's there's a scene where he gets to sprint around a lot, and it's he's a fun man to watch sprint. <laughs> he's a fun man to watch. There's always one of those. But. Yeah. It was just like a full scene dedicated to him just sprinting. Yeah. I was thinking about this uh, a few weeks ago, because in Jurassic, there's a scene where they're all sprinting to get on the boat. And Chris Pratt runs like someone who knows how to run, but Bryce Dallas Howard has no idea what any of her limbs are doing at any given time <laughs> when she's running, and it's kind of adorable. It's like a squid that's having a seizure. Just like... <laughs> a little bit. They had to cut that that scene into so many individual shots because it was so obvious that Chris Pratt would be really outpacing the other two actors in there. <laughs> but no, Tom Cruise makes running look good. Yes. Um, uh, the fight scenes were... I, they weren't the best that I've seen, but they were still no. very captivating. And Yeah, they weren't spectacular blow you away, but they were up to the standards of yeah. this franchise in terms Absolutely, of everything. Yeah, they, yeah, they were the, they were solid. They were often visceral. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some some clever stuff. Yeah. There was, yeah. There was some clever like usage of things as weapons kind of mm-hmm. throughout that right. I always enjoy. And that's something that's like par for the course for this franchise mm-hmm. using creative weapons yeah um what else is there what else do we usually cover uh well since this is the mission plot? impossible oh the villain spoiler complete spoiler can't really <laughs> it was great uh mm-hmm. even though i saw it coming from about 30 minutes in yep uh but it was still great everything the late the groundwork was laid perfectly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh the villain was captivating. The villain was uh, charismatic. You stole the word right out of my mouth. Yep. So uh, you were going to come up with a bunch of different adjectives and I could throw in, yeah, and he's very charismatic too. Or she. You fuck. Or it. Aliens. It's Pennywise. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> no, but no, seriously, the uh, villain... Uh, it was still it's still kind of one of those like bent on world destruction it's it's along the lines of some other villain stuff that's happened recently where it's like mm-hmm. uh tragedy fo- or tragedy is followed by peace mm-hmm. kind of stuff um you Talk get that Thanos. From, yeah you get that <laughs> from the very first 10 minutes in the movie so yeah. i'm not that's not like yeah. the, the the they make that clear yeah um but the method of doing it seemed far-fetched in some points well yeah but this has never been a movie with particularly grounded villain that's it's yeah it's in some ways uh i don't want to say an imitation of james bond but it's a it's super villainy it's super villainy but trying to be a little more grounded right so i think it does exist in that james bond space of it's a slightly hyper real yeah you have your super villain with you with the um what they're distinctive feature right um and then they're bent on world destruction mm-hmm. for the sake of the world in some cases so mm-hmm. um but i mean it was fine it didn't pull me out of the movie but yeah still good the the villain the character themselves was really good yes uh but kind of the general reason and everything is always like that's always something that makes me the villain makes the movie for me. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 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 Uh, anything else good? Uh, I wanted to comment on What's-Her-Face. The, the... Ilsa? No. She was she was also good. 
I uh, really like her. Julia? But the, um, is that her name? What's who? No, not Julia. Uh, blonde girl. Oh, oh shit. She, uh, I don't oh, even, God damn it. I don't even recognize that actress. No, I do. I know okay. what she's been in. I right. watched something recently that she's been in. All right. Comment on her while I figure it out. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So there's one little reveal about her, uh, which I won't give away until spoilers. Oh yes. That thing. Um, but not kissing impossible. <laughs> my, my fingers did not, not mission important. Good Lord. <laughs> you are struggling. I'll over get there. there eventually. Okay. Um, no, she was a fascinating character, and she did a, um, I think it was a really good performance of um, mixing lots of different things and just communicating a lot with her eyes and her face alone. Yeah. Um, very impressive. And once the reveal, which I shall leave unspoiled until the spoiler section, happens, you kind of see some things that make sense. So I thought she was very excellent. Okay. Yep. I agree. She was, uh, and I have her name. All right. right. And her name here. is. And her name is uh, Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Okay. Yeah. I have heard the been name. In, she's been in the crown. That's what she was. She's Margaret. Margaret in the uh, crown. Okay. Yes. That's I why I recognize her face. The crown, so that would explain that. She is very good in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also in the Frankenstein conf- uh, uh, Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Me before you. Kill command. Genius. The dresser. Everest. Bone in the throat looked like wheat and then threat and then it got the throat and then jupiter ascending oh. i'm gonna stop reading her IMDb okay. page. <laughs> yep uh yeah no she was really good uh i her whole kind of existence uh wax or not existence but like the her purpose and her motive and stuff wax and wane throughout the movie and it actually felt natural yeah like learning about everything about her as like throughout mm-hmm. and she is the perfect character for her role yes in the antagonist to protagonist uh spectrum yes it's the best way i could put that without spoiling it all right we'll talk about it more in spoilers <laughs> uh anything else that's any other any standout actors henry cavill of course was yeah delight cavill's kills fantastic uh ving rames i think was unusually he was really good really good even like he's always good in these movies yeah but this was a standout for he had him, an I emotional think. moment and it was just like oh my god i fucking believe this luther yeah. luther oh luther yeah um i said rebecca ferguson was good yep um she's fun i i think that's all i got that's like really good uh eric baldwin was pretty uh, eric is that Alec. his brother Probably. I'm pretty sure he has a brother named Eric. There's, there's like nine brothers. Baldwin brothers, yeah, isn't there? there's too many Baldwins. Uh, Alec Baldwin's great. Yep. Uh, it's it's always nice to see a person who is like SNL do a serious movie and do really well. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. here's hoping for a good old Kate, uh, not Kate McKinnon, uh, Kristen Wiig for Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Little plug for there. Yeah. DC yep, reference yep, yep, in yep. there. Got to have DC reference in every single couldn't, episode. Couldn't get out of here without one. Uh... Simon Pegg Simon felt Pegg was, a little underused, maybe. Yeah, well, I think I I think they did that for the sake of keeping him from being overused. Because mm-hmm. in a movie like this, you don't want to overuse a, com- a comedic actor, right? And this one was definitely darker. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I think that's a good point. Simon yeah. Pegg would have conflicted with that because he's he's probably much more in Rogue Nation, and that one's a lot lighter in tone. Yeah, a lot more taking itself less seriously. Yeah. So I think that I think that was mm-hmm. very intentional to keep it from 
not knowing what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Which, let me point out that Rogue Nation and Fallout had the same director, which mm-hmm. is from Macquarie. And that is really impressive, because those are two vastly different movies, just in the type of story and the tone and even, like, the 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 look of them and the feel of them. And it's mm-hmm. really impressive that one guy could do two movies that different and that well. Do you th- What has he done in between? Is it conceivable that it's, like, it's a growth? Because they filmed, and then they had to take a break for, like, two years because of the broken leg. Well, yeah. Then, so do you... Um, I... Also, good... Didn't notice. There mm-hmm. was no like tone shift or anything. That's like mm-hmm. a two year break between filming. It wasn't two years. It was a year and a half. No, it was. I'm pretty sure it, it was. was. A, it was like three months. No way. Yeah, I'm way. pretty sure. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible. In the meantime, I'm gonna look up what else he did. Um, something's telling me he may have done Green. You know what? Fuck this. We are. We're just getting on our phones, and it's. <laughs> Okay, anyway, okay, I'm pretty I, sure... I am going to look this okay. up. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was a longer, and it was great that, like, you couldn't tell... I, it was seamless, because I was looking for that throughout, yeah. but it all felt like the same movie. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there was an actual, like, incline and then decline in... Like, there was... Like, the tone shifted, but seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, it went from... it. I think it felt very... The past movies at the very beginning, but then it took its the dark turn mm-hmm. and like it the i can't really get into it without spoiling things but no it felt <laughs> natural uh any bad uh there were it had several moments where it would like throw a really big punch at you and then pull it back and make it a fake out oh and yeah. i would have bought a couple of those but i think they used one or two too many yeah uh, on the sa- in the same vein, the and I'm not gonna care about spoilers for this. They use the trope during the car chase at the very beginning of he narrowly makes it and then it blocks the other car behind them. Mm-hmm. Way too many times. Yeah, like it was like every single intersection, it was like, oh, there's people coming, and then I'd watch the lady right in front of us kind of go, Wah! and yeah. then he would he would thread the needle, and then other cars would hit the cars that are crossing. Yeah, yeah. and then suddenly the infinite the infinite wave of police cars mm-hmm. that knew exactly where he was would come up behind him again yep. and then it would just keep doing that over yeah. and over and over yeah. again and i was I, just like stop i loved a lot of the micro moments in the car chases um Such there's as... there's the okay so one of the um the shots when he's on the motorcycle and they're going around like the roundabout and it goes to like in front of his face just sort of tracking him mm-hmm. as he's going against traffic and that is harrowing because like, oh yeah no the cars are just popping out from left and, and right and they use that dude like yeah he would, like turn around and then you would turn back around and like look forward and the camera would turn too and there was a car there yeah that was really good there was I, a lot of really good small stuff yeah like i every time i see something like something used like that where they're putting in the perspective of the actor, I always think back to Memento, mm-hmm. where like Memento, Memento, <laughs> where you are put in the perspective of the actor that you don't know what they don't know, right? Which is always like, I mean, movies in general, like if you're looking at plot wise, you don't yeah. know what they don't know, but like at the moment they're doing something fast paced or something, and you yeah. don't know what they don't know, and then you find out at the same time, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. the same reaction they do there's a fantastic moment in game of thrones that are um this one particular shot reminded me of uh where there's a long take in a battle scene on one character and it's like it's focused on him and so you can see like him and his entire background 
but there's threats approaching from all direction and so Mm -hmm. it feels really tense because you're like okay is this person gonna die because someone attacks them from off screen because like your field of view is kind of narrowed on them so you can see behind him really well so like But, I just moved houses. I just mm-hmm. moved to a house, and I have nothing. Yeah. Actually, I have a TV. It's literally sitting right in front of us. Right. A <laughs> <laughs> TV. Yeah. No, anyway. but that that shot from Game of Thrones. I think there was the the one that was really reminiscent for me was they're going around the roundabout, and you're like facing Tom Cruise. Oh as yeah. He's coming and the cars just like are popping out from like behind the camera. And it was also even more nerve wracking because it was a roundabout that wasn't laned at all. Right. It was one of those like free form roundabouts. So it was just like any car could be anywhere at any point. Yeah. You didn't like, know what's coming. Die. He didn't know what's coming. And they, they stick on that for an uncomfortably long amount of time. Yeah. And it's great. It's really good. Yep. It's a pity that the, the macro level of the car chases didn't really pull itself together. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Any other bad stuff? The really my biggest thing was that they used that trope way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Cavill talks really slowly. I talked about this. Yeah. He talks really slowly in his American accent, which makes me think that he still struggles with an American accent. He does the same thing as Superman. Mm-hmm. Where he'll talk really like not really slowly, but not as quick. Like if you if you put it side by side with someone like Tom Cruise, who mm-hmm. talks relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. It's very noticeable that he takes his yeah. time to enunciate what he's saying. And he talks about this speed, which is mm-hmm. not something you expect when you're talking to someone yeah. who talks like as fast as me, like Tom Cruise. It's a little little deliberate, and it, um, it feels a little artificial, yeah. Yeah. I see that. Uh, any other bad? Or do you have a rating? He's thinking. He's thinking I real think, hard. I don't think I have any other bad. All right. Um. All right. Two thumbs up, but then I set them on fire and they explode in five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine. I'm gonna I'm gonna compare it to a really good workout. So basically, everyone knows that the second workout is the worst one because you're sore from like mm-hmm. you're sore and you're trying to get through yeah. it. So you get you've gotten past the second one, which is the most painful one, mm-hmm. and you start to get kind of in your rhythm. And like it's a really good workout because like every Every set, every workout feels really good throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, your heart's pumping the whole time. And at the end of it, you're just kind of go, fuck yeah. <laughs> You've never worked out before, have you? Huh? You've never worked nope. out before, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I am a spaghetti. It is pain and suffering throughout, my friend. <laughs> Although I like the, the spirit of the analogy. Well, no. Like, if you – like, that's why I said a really good workout. If you know what you're doing, it, like, it'll feel good. It's not – have you ever worked out? Yeah. I was I wasn't actually like in actuality I have worked out. I did wrestling for like a year okay. and a half and conditioning like when we had a conditioning day I was like totally fine with it. Except for monkey rolls. Fuck monkey rolls. God, those things are painful. <laughs> I don't know if you know what monkey rolls are. I have no idea what a monkey roll is. You got three people and you're like and so it's like the the card trick where you're like throwing you're sliding and then you're throwing the uh, one on the side over the one in the middle mm-hmm. and like doing that and i can't i'm doing it with my hands but you can't just You're doing little it. hand gestures but you do that with people so you okay. have the person in the middle roll to one side and the person on that side has to jump like do like jump like push-up jump over them and mm-hmm. then roll to the other side and then the person on that side has to jump and you're doing that uh, okay 
and you do that and like you do that for 10 seconds and you're already in pain and you do mm-hmm. you have to do it for like five minutes that sounds and fun. then you immediately follow it with like wall sits oh, for boy. like 10 minutes <laughs> and then you follow that with doing laps with someone on your back which little featherweight preston got paired with big old heavyweight alex <laughs> one day and that was i was proud of myself but goddamn. <laughs> anyway enough of that anyway uh but yeah no it's it's that. It's a really good workout that it's like it's exhilarating the whole time. Mm-hmm. And you're not really sure if you're going to make it alive, make it out alive <laughs> the whole time. You're not really sure if like every little like one of the four main parts, limbs, limbs or characters it, yeah. is going to make it out alive in the end. Mm-hmm. But like, and this is where the analogy falls apart with how good the workout is. If one of them doesn't make it out, I think you'd be okay. Mm-hmm. I kind of had that feeling throughout the whole time. I was like, if one of the, if he dies, I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Surrounded by a good movie, like that, I'm sure they'd handle it well. Mm-hmm. But if you lose an arm, it doesn't matter if you're having a good workout. If you fucking break your arm, you're not gonna be happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the analogy falls apart. Yep. But, <sighs> so that really good. All right. Awesome. Spoilers. Uh, spoiler. Well, let me say goodbye to everybody. Oh yes. Goodbye everybody. Goodbye everybody. Be sure to check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find us at both of those places for all of your podcasting needs. I mean, if your podcasting needs include us specifically, I'm sure you can find other podcasts there as well. Don't but... promote other podcasts. But we're only, only listen podcast, to ours. We're the only podcast that exists in the world. There are no other podcasts. Don't even bother looking. Yeah, we invented the concept. We should start, like, never mind. I'm going to say we start gaslighting people into listening to us, but that is a very bad thing. It's not a cool joke. Yep. Gaslighting is a pretty shit thing to do. Yeah. So there's other podcasts. You are more than welcome to go listen to those, but please also listen to us because we want the money. Yep. What money? What money? <laughs> anyway, spoilers. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter right. and Instagram and Gmail and all those things. Uh, I think the link is probably in the description for wherever this is. So yeah, you know what? Let's just spoil this movie. All right, spoiling. Uh, spoiling it's like a spoiled milk, like spoiled milk, like super goddamn spoiled. Yep, like, it's like we're gonna spoil it rotten. You're gonna like if you're gonna like listen to this beyond beyond the expiration date, it's gonna be real gross because it's mm-hmm. goddamn spoiled. Super spoiled. Oh yeah. All right, so Henry Cavill's the bad guy. Yep. I mean, not spoiler, but he's, like, the one that, like, they're trying to find. Like, yeah. from he's been there from, like, the beginning. And, yeah, that's him. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I saw that coming from the moment he tried to convince yeah. fucking what's-her-name yeah. CIA lady. In, that... in retrospect, they should have <laughs> caught that. Yeah. Because no. he didn't have a motive, an obvious motive for doing that. Yeah. So. so... Good. Good. Good spoiler. Good, good twist. It was a very good twist. I liked it. I didn't entirely buy it because there was very little setup for that character, so we didn't have any understanding of what his motivations would be for being a crazy anarchist. I think he kind of explained his own. Like, his motivation for being an anarchist is, like, that the system doesn't work. Like, any other anarchist right. doesn't have it. But then, like, he kind of developed... He, he used his own experience and what he's doing by himself to explain what he thought what he claimed ethan hunt was doing mm-hmm. like becoming this larkin and or lark not larkin lark John what's larkin larkin is something else barry larkin the great second baseman for the reds in the 80s yep that's the one i was thinking of that's exactly what i was thinking I think of he's the second baseman mr 
baseball Preston over here knows all things about baseball with your <laughs> touchdowns and, and uh yep the touchdowns and the penalty shootouts and the the yep three point plays yeah those things uh but yeah no like he explained I I feel that they used him trying to prove Ethan Hunt well to explain what he's actually doing. I still didn't really buy it cuz Ethan like we've seen five movies no, you didn't buy up it. to this point. You paid for a movie ticket but you didn't actually buy the movie. I'm just going to refuse to acknowledge Woo! that and press on with my point. <laughs> uh anyway. Anyway, we'd had five movies of Ethan being betrayed and disavowed and set up and generally just passed around and thrown around for whatever he needs to be yeah and so like there would be legitimate motivation for him to snap and go rogue and try to destroy this system that yeah. has caused so much devastation in his life i'm not saying it's like the best path they could have taken yeah but i'm saying that like it was it was good the way they did it i liked it okay i mean henry cavalli played the heck out of that character so. oh yeah yeah he's he's charismatic but he's he's got like that that kind of emptiness behind his eyes that's just a little scary yeah and that's really good yeah, that, was, that was fun um good old mustache good old mustache rock that mustache yep i think it was worth it for ruining his face in justice league yep it's fine that justice league is ruined because it seems we have two really good dc movies coming out yeah another plug for dc Woot! can't stop this hype train <laughs> What is going on with me? <laughs> <laughs> the general state of tiredness that happens when we try to review a movie immediately after coming out of it. Yep. That would be it. That's the general state of And also moving yeah. the entire week. Yeah. I am really goddamn tired. Yep. Just everything tired. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to be done because I'm demoing the bathroom this weekend. Yay. Even more. So I'm going to be even more tired and I'm not going to have a chance to rest. And, oh man, I took a tangent. Yep. Back to it. Back to it. I need it. to rest. Just like Ethan Hunt needs a rest after getting his ass handed to him. Yeah. My God. He's, Tom Cruise is finally starting to look old. Yeah, he is. A little bit. Just around the face. Yeah, I got the, got the crow's feet going on. Yeah. Um, shame. Which is, as much as I really liked this movie, it does feel like it was a bit of a missed opportunity for a passing of the torch. Absolutely. Or, I was about or to kind of... a bolder shift to the franchise. Like we and others had speculated about with Henry Cavill actually turning out to be the good guy and Ethan turning oh, out to yeah. be the bad guy. Yeah. Um, I, this is kind of a good and a bad. It's uh, the, the, in the movie, they really cemented that he's not going to stop until he dies, which means yeah. this movie will not exist with him alive, not being the star. Right. Um, by like basically, cementing like the reason he and jules aren't uh aren't together is because he's always the one that needs to be there to stop yeah from happening. that's just who he is which is good because it it explains why he'll never quit right instead of just like putting him through the 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 ringer every single goddamn time and just being like oh it's just the next mission and mm -hmm. stuff like that it gives him heart and why he's doing it he feels he needs to do it and mm -hmm. it gives him enough like backing to yeah. do this well yeah however it's bad it's it's a bad because what happens when like you have an opportunity to do it but it's not a good way to kill off ethan hunt 
right or something like that like you're 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 forcing yourself to work with him right for longer because tom cruise's body isn't going to hold out forever yeah and as much as i love this idea of ethan hunt as this agent who's just going to keep doing this until he dies and i buy that and i buy the explanation in the universe i'm a little worried on a macro level because tom cruise is like he's over 60 now yeah and that body's not going to hold up forever especially doing his own stunts yeah you you've bought yourself an infinite amount of time that you can work with ethan hunt but physically real world you've got maybe two movies left with him yeah and so like doing this explanation sets up for way more you can't really do that be like he's gonna do it forever and give it and make it real not just be like i'll do it forever and then kill him off in a movie right because that feels really artificial and kind of mean it's like blue ballsing us a little bit so it's like, yeah, you'll have you'll have this guy who does great in this role for one more fucking movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, suckers. Yeah. Um. What about this as an approach? They start like a a spinoff with a new character, and Ethan is present, but only sort of tangentially related to the main plot. I don't like that because basically what they've cemented that he's the one who's always going to be there for the big ones. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you do a spinoff where he exists, but he's a tangential character, mm-hmm. you know that the threat is not world-ending, regardless of what you might think. Okay. Because you know there's always something bigger going on elsewhere, so the stakes aren't super high. Mm-hmm. It kind of... Uh, uh, casual moviegoers won't catch that, but like for people who really have caught on to this being like, okay, he's always the one that's got to be at the big one. Mm-hmm. If there's like... The reason the world is safe is because he's always the one who's stopping the bomb from going off this other person is just doing like stop the black arms dealer from selling a gun to a guy who wants to kill a president why does the arms dealer have to be black you racist my god (laughs) now that's gonna be in the internet and i'm gonna get james gunned yep god damn it (laughs) uh oh man there's way worse stuff that i've said on this podcast that's gonna get me james gunned in the future yep um that means someone has to listen to our podcast. Ha ha! I tricked you! Ha ha! It was all a ruse! <laughs> Get people to listen to my podcast by saying things that people need to come find. Right. Well, you have to become famous enough for people to actually want to track down everything you said first. Shit! We should start a podcast. Yeah, that's a great way to become <laughs> famous. Uh, what was I saying? We, we took a tangent. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, um, okay, oh, yeah, so doing a, doing a spinoff won't work because the stakes won't be as high Mm -hmm. and it will feel that way okay to me personally that's my onion opinion right (laughs) (laughs) you know how they could make the stakes high they could make someone who is trying to introduce mad cow disease and the only way to immunize the cows is to get them to eat marijuana yeah the stakes are high or you just chuck a bunch of steak in the sky <laughs> or we could do that, and that'd be a, that'd be a boring movie. <laughs> Might be something that Wes Bentley would think is beautiful, though. Hey, tying it back, Wes Bentley was what? in this American Beauty. What? Okay, never mind. Never mind. Okay, you uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's a really overrated movie. Quick, who's Star Girl, fucker? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uncultured swine. <laughs> Wow, I got really violent with that. Yep. <laughs> like, when you get the hard R in fucker, like, it's just, it's so much meaner. Yep. <laughs> oh, my anyway. God. Where were we? 
Uh, we were talking about the future of the franchise oh, and how it's yes. going to be difficult to move forward. So basically, I think they'll try to get two more movies in there mm-hmm. and kill them off. Like, they need to kill them off. It yeah. needs to be like, I was really expecting that to happen kind of halfway through where they just do like a, uh, the fucking, like, well, there's a something about a book. It's a movie that like, it's just unceremonious gunshots to the back of the head, mm-hmm. blood splatter. He's dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would have enjoyed that. I don't think this is the franchise that is going to take a risk like Yet. that necessarily. Yeah. They might find themselves in a position where they have to. Yeah. Which I kind of hope they do. Yeah. I think Blockbuster's I'm taking risks is good. I'm, gonna, I'm concerned it's going to end up they've run out of things to do. Mm-hmm. And it's because, like, the good thing about this is that there's it doesn't seem to be increasing in stakes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always a world drama or world destruction stakes. It doesn't seem to be getting more, like, more and more and more. Like, I'm going to destroy the entire world. It's more of, like, I'm doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it is kind of getting... Eh, I don't I mean, know. I mean, uh, the first one was just, like, okay, the IMF is going down, or the CIA is going down, or some yeah. some one of those secret organizations is going down if the bad guys win. But then after that, it's basically been world-ending stakes. Yeah. Except three, because we never really knew what the rabbit's foot was. Oh, yeah, we didn't, did we? Nope. Thanks, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Uh, a couple, a couple fake outs that I thought was like I, I'm a huge fan of just movies going fuck you mm-hmm. and like taking a turn that you would not expect, mm-hmm. such as if the nukes actually went off. Mm-hmm. I'd have been on board with that. Yeah, and they did it for a second. Like they had like the cloud and mm-hmm. everything that made it look like yep. in the bright light. I was like, oh, yeah kill off a lot of the main characters, have him not want to do it anymore because he lost. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. I think I would have bought that as a fake out if they hadn't used several others earlier in the movie. Oh yeah. Um, the very first one I really liked with the, the showing the CNN of like oh, the footage after yeah. the bombs. I thought that was really clever. Cause that's the sort of, th- I, I caught on to that. And everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I caught on to that quick. I didn't. Cause I'm, I figured, okay, there's no way they're setting off three nuclear bombs in a straightforward summer action movie 15 minutes into the story. See, I thought that was going to be the whole thing because it was like, I mean, based on the name, it's called Fallout. Yeah. I thought the whole thing was going to be like, shit, they did it. And like recovering, it'd be more of an emotional rather than like uh, against the clock kind of thing. Like kind of like they did it, but they're still out there and they're not going to stop. What else are they going to do? I still feel like that would be too risky for a franchise like this. Not, I mean, I would Question. love, I would love that to happen, but I think it would not be likely. Question. Answer. What's the new guy? How much does he know? Because he got really excited when it blew up the three like religious capitals. Mm-hmm. But the whole plan was just to do it at the glacier. Did mm-hmm. he not know that that was the plan? I feel like the guy Presumably with the nukes would have known what the plan is and where to where to do it. Mm. He seemed pretty in the know about what was going on. Yeah, but he was also just a scientist. He was yeah. he was a means to the end. Um, just oh, like the just scientist that... from Dark Knight Rises to make a nuclear bomb. What? 
I miss what you said. Just like in Dark Knight Rises, where Bane abducts a scientist and forces him to make him a nuclear bomb. Yeah, there you go. Another tie-in. Another, another tie-in. Dark Knight. Yep. Um. But then, um, so I liked that fake out. I, and then there was the one where uh, Ethan shoots Luther, but of course he's got a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, and then the one that really bothered me was Ethan's sort of imaginary capturing of Lane, where they're slaughtering the police officers. Oh, that was emotional, and it pissed me off when they ended it. Yeah. On that. That. That one... Like, that was super well-filmed, and it would have been amazing if that actually was it. Yeah. Like, the quietness, the music, the, like, yeah. everything about it. I was just like... Because I noticed it, it felt real because he wasn't doing any of the shooting. Mm-hmm. He was kind of doing that. Like, it felt like it, br- it brought me back to the um, the really controversial Call of Duty thing where you are trying to infiltrate, like, a Russian group. Mm-hmm. And in order to convince them you have to participate in a mass shooting at a airport killing. Mm. You have to kill innocents. Oh, and it's like, it was super controversial. It made sense in the story, but it was super controversial about it. And I felt that was the same thing where like, mm-hmm. he's trying to do the whole thing while not actually killing innocents. Right. And then he got faced with that situation where they all like kind of came around and I was like, Oh, this is starting to feel fake. And then it woke up yeah. and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Cause I would have loved that. as sort of the thing that, a either drives him over the edge and they go whole hog and make him the villain, or B makes him stop and reconsider some life choices. Yeah. At the end, be I like, was ready for him to go like, pull the gun and start killing everybody around him and just like go haywire haywire on the plan and just kill everybody. Mm-hmm. He can do it because it's Ethan Hunt. You write him in that way. You yeah. Make him do it. Yeah. So I mean, they had him do that later when the the actual French police lady got shot. Yeah. Which. That was a good scene. That was a good scene. Yeah. I like uh, It didn't make any lady. sense that none of those guys could shit, could shoot worth shit. Yeah. <laughs> those are supposed to be trained assassins. Yeah. So they, and they definitely had bullets go off. Multiple oh, yeah. bullets go off. Yeah. And none of them hit him. Nope. What if he does get hit by all these bullets and he's just a bullet sponge? And like, we just don't see huh. it, but he's just like got a fuck ton of bullet holes in his body. <laughs> <laughs> he just recovers really well. You just hear him like jangling a little bit at whenever he walks. <laughs> <laughs> it's in his blood just like bullet like lead yep. like a lead poisoning uh, that'd be that'd be good what else is there um I, I am super ridiculously tired i i liked that they made uh blonde girl max's daughter oh yeah that was good that was that was a clever as a good tie i think they tied back to every single every, epi- single, every movie. single movie yeah yeah in, at uh, least in some way uh I don't really know what the actual tie-in back to the second one was, but it was very reminiscent when they were on the cliffside. I think that was it, yeah. They're bringing back the rock climbing. Yeah. Um, no, Which but... is probably the only thing that's good in that movie. Yeah. Like, it was like, he can rock climb. He's a badass. Cool. And yep. then just, like, using just the one skill or whatever he got from that movie that's actually, like, useful. Right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I love I loved that the Bond girl was Max's daughter because mm-hmm. – uh, I mean, it makes sense in continuity, given who both of those characters are. And then I think that, what's her name again? Julia. Julia, is that it? Who are you? The arms dealer, Max's daughter. Oh, God. Uh, what have I been talking about for the past five minutes? Fucking <laughs> Princess Margaret. Right, Princess Margaret. Um, <laughs> what was I saying Vanessa about Kirby. Her? I don't Vanessa know. Vanessa Kirby. That's right. Oh, um. 
I think her performance was really good because it felt even reminiscent of Max yeah. from the first one. Like, she's like, um, when you first meet her, she's given a speech and she's like, oh, and I'm Max's daughter. That's the thing that about me because I'm doing an exposition speech. Yeah. And <laughs> um, like you immediately are like, yeah, I see it. She's got the mannerisms and sort of the attitude mm-hmm. and um, the eyes kind of. Yeah. So just a really good performance. Yep. Really good character. Uh, shit. What else is there? The helicopters felt good. Yep. It's always weird. Like I was always kind of nervous around helicopter fight scenes because they can be so clunky and like mm-hmm. feel and just, I, I, I've never really been a huge fan of them because they never really work well. Mm-hmm. But this one works really well, especially when they were like crammed in that nook. Yeah. That was pretty funny. That was funny. Did you was have that a... funny? I think it was... it was. I liked it. Um, I don't know if funny. There were a lot of things that the guy next to me on the other side was laughing at. And I was like, I think this is too tense to laugh. It's yeah. sort of that unsettling he was coping sanity type of thing where like it is funny in a vacuum but he's coping in the context of the movie yeah i mean some people some people they just they just like look at the scene in front of them they're like oh this is a funny scene in front of me and i i tend to think of it like okay this is a a tense thing and this whole thing in the movie has led up to this and so yeah i can see how it's funny but that affects the tone in a different way for me it makes it just feel a little more unhinged i guess yeah totally okay yeah you're about to say something else i was gonna say the i mean the whole thing about these movies is their action set pieces so did you have a a favorite set piece (sighs) bathroom bathroom okay bring it down to the grounded fight scene yeah i like it i like i mean i like those i like hand-to-hand fight scenes i like Mm -hmm. the fucking that's what always that's i mean i've always formed my ideal fight scene around the between again between winter soldier and captain america like Mm -hmm. really quick hand-to-hand skilled like it takes it takes skills to fight like that it doesn't take take skills to shoot a machine gun out of helicopter right might take skills to stay in the helicopter yeah he definitely would not have based on all that probably not unless he was like buckled in but like or he's superman it doesn't take skills to there you go to spray and pray right it takes skills to handle a fight one-on-one with a guy who was probably in like the the triad or something. He seemed yeah. very triad-y. Yeah. Racist. Oh, he's super boxer, by the way. Who? The they definitely had a um um uh Walker. Also, oh. did you get Lark and Walker. It's an anagram. Take out Walker or take out. I think it's. Uh, oh, take out we we, Lark. Oh. We Lark. Oh. I don't know. I just noticed that. Clever. I was like, "Huh, Walker has all the Lark letters in it." I get it. Um, yeah. But uh, da, 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 shit, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Um, the way he like when he like took his jacket off and did mm-hmm. like the, orga- the orgasm inducing like wrist wrist <laughs> thing, like that was totally a boxing thing. Like yeah. the keeping keeping tight and doing the doing the yeah uh, the fucking jabs and the uppercuts and stuff like that yep. it was very boxery. Yep. Which I felt that was cool. It was not everything is like CIA martial arts training. Right. Like there's a variety of fighting, and I like it when they do that. He's a hammer, not a scalpel. There you go. Exactly. Thanks, Angela Bassett. Angela it was also Bassett. good in the like two yeah. scenes she got. Yeah. Uh, I got mad at her. She also played. Didn't she play Waller? 
she I got a very I, I got so. a very Amanda Waller feeler feel from her, which I mean was probably intentional, because that's kind of seems to be what role she plays. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, doesn't seem to be. Oh, she was in. She was Ramonda. Yeah, she was Black Panther's mom. There's a thing. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like she was in Suicide Squad unless she like wiped that from. What Suicide Squad, huh? <laughs> That's no, I'm I'm pretty sure that wasn't her. Okay. Um, Anything else? I'm out. Oh, I was gonna say my favorite action scene was probably oh. the Halo jump. Oh, <gasps> that was, was really, really good. good because it, I yeah. mean it it helps when they advertise that like oh hey Tom Cruise actually fucking did three Halo jumps, mm-hmm. which are insane. Yeah, and like military people are trained in those. Yeah, like. The tension was super high in that because I knew that he was actually doing that shit. Yep. Like, all of that. Now, imagine doing all of that, but trying to keep a camera focused on Tom Cruise while you're yeah, doing no, it. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, like, even going beyond Tom Cruise, like, he had a role to play, but, like, the camera work, I feel like that was even worse because they were, like, focusing on the camera mm-hmm. while also trying to, like, focus their body to adjust their speed accordingly. Yeah. Like, that, take, that took, like, more skill. Yeah. For being a cameraman. That was <laughs> like, don't forget about good. the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That People was... always forget about the cameraman. Think about all the agility that they need to oh, do yeah. some of that weird shit. Yep. It was. Yeah. And I... it was long takes. It was a too. lot of long takes. Like, I I think until, like, the, the landing, there was only one cut, and that was at the lightning. Yeah. Because it was, like, the. Uh, basically. From him, from Walker pulling the cord out of his helmet, mm-hmm. was a long take. Yeah, like fixing the helmet and like then jumping. And jumping. So out. like he actually had his helmet disconnected right before jumping, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then he jumped and he was doing stuff and fighting Walker and then like oh man. Yeah. Second best scene. For okay. Me. <laughs> actually, no. I think that was the best scene. But I think my favorite action scene, like fight, okay, was the bathroom. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. Also, it was a really funny recovery from like those guys coming in with the blood all over the yeah. floor. It's like keep it up, and yeah. he's like, "What? You want some too?" Yeah. Like I, I liked that fight, but I liked the stuff around it. Like I like the setup where it's really tense, and you can tell that these guys are trained spies, even though they haven't worked together, and yeah. they're like sort of circling their prey. And yeah. then the fight itself was fantastic, and then the cleanup afterwards, and yeah, also I, shooting him in the face. I love the. <laughs> improv that like and not the actors but like the characters can do in moments like that where all three of them immediately knew what to do yeah where like one person has an idea says like three words and everyone else is on like knows what they're doing yeah like the amount of intelligence that these like that they work into these characters mm-hmm. is yeah, it's awesome it's fun to watch it's fun to watch yeah um it's a lot of fun yeah actually i don't know if fun's the word i mean it's it's darker it was harrowing a little bit. In, like, a really great way. So, a lot of reviews have been coming out since they started showing them, and a lot of people have been saying it's, like, the perfect action movie. What What are your thoughts on that? I think perfect is a very strong word. Okay, what, the one, like, a lot of them are saying, oh, I don't think anyone actually said perfect. I think most of what I was saying is the best action movie they've seen in a long time. Fury Road is also just really really good um 
You're thinking too much. This is the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything that is like definitively better, but I don't want to say it's the best. Um, the I'm action, gonna say it is. the action stuff is fantastic. Yeah. But there's enough like little niggles in the detail around it that I'm gonna say it's just a really really good action movie. Okay. Ugh. Maybe I won't say. Yeah, it's it's really hard to say because like you got things like Infinity War, which is yeah really goddamn good. I'd, I'd count that as a superhero and call it something different, but okay. So I'm gonna put it in the so of all, of the summer movies, where would you put it? Um, I'm putting it number two behind Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, I think it's probably gonna be number two for me. Really good. Yep. Highly recommend. I mean, if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen it. Right, because we've spoiled it now. Yeah. Unless you're the, the monster that doesn't care. Yeah. So, anything? any last comments? Uh, I think I'm out of last comments. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed they killed off Henry Cavill's character. A little bit. They gave him some nice facial scarring in the last five minutes to make him a nice recurring villain. And then yeah. and they him off gave him another facial scar with the hook through the face. <laughs> was an awesome death, though. That was really good. It, it, it jarred me. Yeah. I was like... Oh God! Yeah, like they had like the zoom in on the face really quickly, like to follow the hook basically and right. everything. It was like really good. Got how did you die? Uh, how did your character die? Uh, it was pulled down a mountain by a uh by a helicopter via a hook, buried in my forehead. Buried in my forehead. Well, <laughs> not necessarily in the forehead. Could have been like in the eye. Could have been hooked it right in the eye. Yeah, they showed. Just little enough to keep it under that PG-13. Yep. Great. Yep. Yep. All, All right. right. We we shelf. Thanks for listening to this review of Mission Impossible Fallout. He's still doing the Wii there over there. But you can check Wii out on SoundCloud or iTunes or Facebook where we're just us losers. Um, we've already done this. Do we ever? We've already done this. Yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, yeah, fucking do the things. Go to the other podcast. You Bye. 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 Did I get two in there in the beginning? I think so. It's like a bye-bye. I think I tried to say okay, bye, but then it kind of messed up. We're at seven now. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.